You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everybody, Tim McMaster here, along with Thomas Harding, our MLB.com Rockies reporter, doing the podcast, Thomas, from the press box. This is an exciting day for you as Shohei Otani is in the lineup. You get to see him for the first time. I know he's not on the Rockies, but still pretty cool as far as spring training goes and getting to see a guy that, that obviously is getting all of the attention this spring. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, it's really just a great story to see if he can pull this off and be a member of a starting rotation and also help a team with the bat when he's not, in, in the, um, when he's not on the mound. Interestingly, the Rockies did take a look at him and actually spoke to his representatives, and they saw him similarly to how the Cubs saw him, a guy that could pitch out of the bullpen as a lefty and then maybe run into one in the batter's box. I think the key for him is how is he going to make those offensive adjustments when he doesn't have a whole lot of at-bats? Um, you know, if he were signed at a younger age and went to the minor league level and had a bunch of at-bats, then, uh, then that would be huge. But he's, he's coming into this with basically, you know, from the Japanese league, does he, is he going to be able to make the adjustments? I mean, he's a really good athlete, and um, from his first time out, you can see that he had a really good eye for the strike zone, so I guess it's possible. Yeah, a couple of walks and an RBI single on Monday in his first outing, and he looked pretty good on the mound as well on Saturday. So he is off and running. Let's get back to the team that we're talking about, though, here on the podcast. That is the Colorado Rockies. We're going to get into the pitchers' first time outs a little bit um, and, and some other stuff on the podcast today. Uh, one thing that, that came out this week, Bud Black saying that his plan is to go with 13 pitchers again as far as the 25-man roster goes. And, of course, what that means for the, the backup position players, Thomas, is they have to be really versatile, right? I mean, that's going to change the outlook of, of who he's looking at because these guys are going to have to be able to play all over the place. Well, I believe um, that's something that when Bud Black came in last year, he wanted to get back to 12 pitchers like he had in other places. But if you look at the 25-year history of the Rockies, very rarely have they carried fewer than 13 pitchers because you need so much bullpen at that ballpark. So um, while it's, you know, it, it, it's not exactly earth-shattering, I do think that uh, Bud Black wanted to see if he could get a little bit more, another person on his bench last year, but it just didn't work out. I know they've fooled around with um, having that pitcher that you can send up and down to where you go on a road trip and you go with 12 and then at home you go with 13, but... Uh, but when you look at pitch u- pitcher usage at Coors Field, the fact that during any given homestand, there's that crazy game where you need just about everybody. I think it's better they go with 13. So on that bench, they've got a guy like a Pat Valenka, who was their best pitch hitter last year. He is learning first base to where he can get some starts there, and also he plays all over the infield. And what's happened in their system is that uh, everyone – that, that makes it up there. And this kind of started a few years ago with Trevor's story where Trevor, his last year in the minors, played a lot of second base and they were teaching him some third. But everybody, no matter who you are, you're going to move around. All of the outfielders that are on the cusp of making it in the major leagues play all three positions. Brendan Rodgers, um, their number one prospect right now, he's a shortstop, but he's played some second base here in camp. And I would suspect that during this season, he's going to split his time at short and second. So whenever they're ready to make a phone call to him, they've got a couple of options for positions. And you can see that throughout their system. So they're actually putting their entire minor league preparation process toward having a four-man bench. 
Yeah, and Rogers played second base in the Futures game last year, made a great play, so he's definitely shown that he can play on the right side of the bag. Tony Walters, the backup catcher on this team, can even step out from, from behind the plate, so they definitely have that. You mentioned uh, the outfield spots, and, and you have David Dahl, who's healthy and hopeful to be back and, and be the guy that he used to be, and then Rymel Tapia homered in the leadoff spot on Friday, Thomas. Um, is there a chance, we've talked about this on the podcast before, as far as dropping Blackman down in the order at times and, and the hope to do that with his power. Um, is Tapia a guy who could be in that leadoff spot? I'll tell you what, it, it certainly looks from the first three or four days of spring that they're going to try to look at this as far as possible. Now, one of the things that's actually working in their favor is Gerardo Parra is out with a right-hand injury. You expect him around March 8th, 9th, or 10th to come back. But they're looking at Parra really hard in the lead. I'm sorry, at Tapia really hard in the leadoff spot because he has incredible speed. Um, he's an aggressive hitter, so he he brings a little bit different guy to the table. And you hope to have people on base ahead of Charlie Blackman. Now, Charlie Blackman batting in the first position with guys from the bottom of the order um, on base last year still managed 104 RBIs, 103 from the leadoff position, partly because he knocked himself in 37 times. So the Rockies really have to look and see, can they change the look of their offense with Ron Tapia at the top of the batting order, or do you go with what you've had because Charlie Blackman has been the best guy at his, uh, at his spot in order for the last four years in the major league? The Rockies have been able to get a lot of their starters some early work already this spring while some teams kind of wait a little bit to get those main guys on the mound. But um, going through it a little bit, Monday Kyle Freeland pitched, uh, gave up a couple of runs. I just want your take because obviously at this point, Thomas, the numbers don't really matter. These guys are working on specific pitches. They're not concerned about the hitters so much. But what did you think about Freeland on Monday? Well, I think that Freeland and the other guys, um, what you're seeing is they all were given various um, assignments in offseason. Freeland, for example, is working on a changeup. Right now they're throwing a lot of fastballs, and if you look at it in the major leagues, first thing that a hitter is going to be ready for is the fastball. So they're not fooling people a lot right now. I thought that Chad Bettis um, on, on Sunday and also Antonio Senzatella, they mixed a little bit more than the other guys have the first time through. So what, what you're going to see this spring is you like like you saw Freeland yesterday throwing a lot of fastballs. What you're going to see next is guys using secondary pitches. Some of them actually trying to develop them at the major league level. You want to see them use them in spots where maybe they normally wouldn't during the game. But they have to have the confidence because they want those starters to get deeper in the games. And the only way to do that is to be able to mix pitches. I mean, yes, sometimes you can blow people away with your fastball and do that in the entire game, but very few guys have done that um, for, for, with a lot of success. You're going to have to be able to mix. Like, for example, John Gray will be facing Otani and the um, Angels. He throws a fastball and a slider and gets a lot of strikeouts that way. But as we've discussed, sometimes when he gets a little bit later in the game, he's predictable as far as location, which is outside to the right-handers, inside to the left-handers. If he can hit both sides of the plate, that makes him a better pitcher. Senzatel is a guy that was obviously tremendous last spring, won a job, and then was great early on in the season as well before kind of running out of gas, and then it was a bit of a struggle later on. Um, I guess he's one way he's kind of coping with that, Thomas, is 
he's getting everything right as far as the diet, right? Uh, I think the quote you had in, in a story was he's eliminating the pizza from the diet here, and he's lost some weight, and he thinks that'll help him out over 162. Yeah, you know, a lot of times you'll hear someone drop weight, gain weight, whatever, and best shape of my life. I think, though, this is a more functional type story. I mean, no offense to the tradition of spring training, writing those stories that your eyes glaze over. In this particular case, he was a guy who threw 34 and two-thirds innings at the double-A level the year before last. And, you know, he um, had a shoulder issue, and also his mother, unfortunately, passed away from cancer in Venezuela. So he, he essentially missed an entire year of development, skipped the triple-A level, and did pretty well in the major leagues last year. But a lot of this is just learning how your body works and also learning about a full big league season. They say that uh, the best way to go through, to understand how to go through one is to go through one, and he did it without even having reached the AAA level. And, yes, he did wear out a bit last season. Um, and a lot of times what a lot of younger athletes and younger baseball players, they think being bigger is being stronger but don't really know the right kind of weight to have. So the Rockies worked beginning during last season on uh, food choices for him and also he, and also the, um, just the simple physical program that you have in offseason. Turns out you know, he was always a pretty strong guy. He's just learning how to have the right kind of strength. One more thing for you, Thomas. Uh, Carlos Gonzalez is still a free agent. Uh, still uh, one of many still free agents. Uh, the Rockies continue to stay in touch with Cargo? Uh, they have. I, I think as recently as a couple of days ago, they've, uh, the general manager, Jeff Bright, has just said he stayed in touch with them. And let's face it, with all those free agents out there, and it doesn't look like um, very many of them are going to incite a bidding war, you can go to your spring training camp and look at a guy like Ramel Tapia, look at David Dahl, uh, Mike Talkman, um, Jordan Patterson, see how they fit your offense. And, and if you need a Carlos Gonzalez or even a Mark Reynolds, they're a phone call away. But, um, yeah, it, it's, a, it, it's an interesting spring here because you um, normally don't have a, a veritable taxi squad of experienced big-name big league players out there. But that's exactly what's happening. Those guys are in Florida, I guess, playing games every now and then and just trying to stay in shape, knowing that if a big league team needs them, they make the phone call. Yeah, and you would think once injuries start to pile up with Major League clubs, some of those guys will uh, get picked up sooner rather than later. It's certainly a, a story that continues to kind of dominate the headlines. Thomas, enjoy seeing the uh, Shohei Otani show today. We'll talk about it again next week. Hey, thanks for having me. All right, this has been MLB.com Extras, our Rockies edition. For Thomas Harding, I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next time.